You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan and Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. I fell in love with gymnastics over the other sports at about the age of seven and was pretty intensely involved in it. Moved away from home, was on the junior national team, was fortunate to be a division one uh, full ride scholarship athlete. And um, then did the, no pun intended, the, the dire tumble out of <laughs> high level sport. Historically, my interests in social psychology of sport and physical activity have been really looking at um, largely the, the social influences, so the influences of parents and peers and coaches, uh, siblings, other family members, teammates, on the sport and physical activity experiences. The language that we use around that tends to be uh, how those others impact psychosocial correlates and the correlate that really over time has stood out to me is motivation uh, the the want the desire um, either to do sport and be physically active or not so arguably those are both motivation they're just representative of the approach or the avoidance aspects of motivation I love theory. My current favorite and, and arguably the one that has gained a lot of traction and is really not only well supported in the literature but really translatable is self-determination theory. So DC and Ryan's uh, self-determination theory is a meta-theory. It encapsulates a number of mini-theories and what I particularly love about the self-determination theory framework is that it's not only useful for understanding motivation but it also predicts psychological well-being and this notion of being able to understand and predict and explain why individuals are um, doing what they're doing and doing well at what they're doing. So the aim is not to be able to simply predict the do and understand the mechanisms of the why humans do what they do, but also understanding how to provoke uh, humans into a place where they are, as the theory says, self-determining, that they are autonomous, that they are self-regulating in what they do. Uh, basic needs theory is a mini theory of self-determination theory which has lended itself quite well to studying motivation in youth physical activity as well as in many other sport and exercise contexts. And the three basic psychological needs are need for competence, need for autonomy, and need for relatedness. If we look at school-based physical activity and we consider the recess environment, the extent to which we can theoretically predict children being intrinsically motivated, self-determined in their physical activity during recess would hypothetically connect to how 
the opportunities available at recess. So if there's swings and there's monkey bars, and then let's say there's basketball on the hard surface, and that's about it. And it's the degree to which a child feels that those available activities will satisfy their need for competence in predicting how autonomous or how intrinsically motivated or how self-determining they're going to be in their physical activity. So I've had the opportunity to look at recess physical activity as well as before school physical activity. And um, we find some really interesting variation according to gender. And uh, we've also looked at um, sort of body morph or, or using BMI, um, trying to understand the how need satisfaction and the climate. So that idea of autonomy supportive versus controlling in this case, it was from teachers. Uh, and so what, we, what we're finding is that uh, for boys in the recess environment, that all three basic psychological needs need to be addressed in some way or satisfied for them to not only engage in more actual physical activity measured objectively with pedometers, but also to demonstrate more self-determined or intrinsic motivation for being physically active during recess. With girls and youth who are overweight or obese, we find that competence, the need for competence needs to be satisfied as well as the need for relatedness. And surprisingly, we did not see significant findings around autonomy. So it's either one or two things. It's either that their autonomy needs are satisfied enough to be self-determined, self-regulating, and more intrinsically motivated in school-based physical activity, or competence and relatedness needs are just outweighing their relative contribution to motivated, more internally regulated, motivated behavior, again, for girls and youth who are overweight or obese. I'm Dr. Megan Babke Stellino. I'm a full professor in the School of Sport and Exercise Science in the area of social psychology of sport and physical activity. I like to talk about motivation in a way that's translational. Uh, I think sometimes uh, as an academic, <laughs> as a professor, I get really I get really entrenched in my nerd world of theory and verbiage and ultimately where does that leave us? This knowledge has to make sense for the people in the trenches and that that means as much to me as great research findings. And to be honest, that is the impetus of my own motivation in my work, in, in current, the current status of my work. And so in, with that goal and that passion, um, I always have this idea, and I wanna paint the, the visual for you, that I can teach my students and I can work with teachers and parents and many other professionals around this topic of motivation and fill a toolbox. In other words, 
kind of have the not only the knowledge but really be thinking about what tools like what's my hammer and what's my screwdriver and what's my wrench as I go into context where I'm trying to provoke self-determining self-regulating otherwise known as intrinsic motivation for physical activity and sport achievement. With this concept of a motivational toolbox, I like to further that image by linking the image of a hammer to something like need for confidence and linking the idea of a screwdriver to perceived control or autonomy and maybe linking that saw to the idea of enjoyment and liking and passion and different situations with different individuals require different tools just like if you need to get a nail into a piece of wood you could use a hammer but you could probably use the end of a saw just the same. So I like the idea of approaching motivation with the, the larger taking away, stripping back the theory and the jargon that we have a lot of tools in our toolbox. And we know those tools work in various ways, in various com combinations to address the varied human behavior of motivation. If you're interested in learning more about the motivational toolbox and theories of motivation, I teach a graduate level course every other fall. Or if you're just simply interested in engaging me in conversation about motivation, please reach out.